Greetings only Tans. Today is Friday, August 18th. And yesterday, Thursday, we got together and we had a casual little check-in with the chat. And we mostly covered things that we learned about over the week. And what's ironic is that as of the recording of this intro to the podcast, some pretty big news dropped uh, that there's going to be a Larry Bird anthology on Top Shop, but we can cover that next week, I suppose. And uh, But yesterday we had a, a fun little chat. It wasn't a very long episode, maybe 45 minutes. We talked about the burning leaderboard changes, um, how they instituted an idea that we had discussed with Packrip, aka Sean, when he was on the, the, the show two weeks ago. And we also covered a lot of different things. We had some funny tangentials. You'll just have to listen in and enjoy. You know, I, I enjoy sometimes having these casual chats with the, the only tans in the chat because you never know where the discussion is going to go. We even had someone in the chat who didn't know what the WNBA was. And we even talked about an NFT project called Art Gobblers, and it got off the rails. And it was a fun discussion. But recall that nothing that you hear in this podcast should be considered financial advice. And let's jump right into it. Hello, everybody. How's everybody doing? It's a little casual check in. I know I'm late today. Apologies for that. Uh, usually we are very much on time, like as if we were German. Is that right? Do German people show up to things on time? I feel like they do. But we're here. We're together. And uh, we're just going to chat. We're going to hang out, talk about what's been going on lately. Uh, I see some of you in the chat, some of the usuals, the Stan Loves of the world, the Boston base. Noam is back. L'chaim Noam. Jump shoot. Hugo is here, and Top Shot Hot Shot, and Jeb, and Grote. We got all of you. You're all here. And Green Curry's in here. Aloha. Aloha, Green Curry. That that uh, that tragedy in Hawaii, that's what I just thought about when you said aloha. Crazy enough, my brother, my younger brother, he lives in Maui, and he lives 20 minutes away from that madness. So that was a pretty scary story. Zakarian is here, and Stan Love says, I'm admitting that I am a casual. Anyway, nice to be together, though. Uh, I'm trying to think, like, what should we talk about today? I mean, in terms of NBA Top Shot, if you want to start there, nothing too crazy going on, but I did think it was pretty interesting that two weeks ago we talked to Sean, a.k.a. Packrip, and we asked him, we said, Sean, wouldn't it be possible to do something like a Dutch auction where people put their moments up and if they win, they get burned if on a burn leaderboard. And if they don't win, they don't basically burn for nothing. And lo and behold, they're doing it right now. So you're welcome, everybody. We did it. Uh, we need some kind of a, a clip. There we go. Yeah, we did it. We did it together. That is correct. Um, so that was great. Uh, I'm glad to see that. I know that uh, Bramira, who has been on the show before, he 
went into the comments and he was like, what the F, bro? This is just a Wales game. And in this case, it was a Cade Cunningham burning leaderboard where you burn your legendaries and such of Cade Cunningham. And in return, you get a number one serial of his rookie debut. And it's nice to see that people are going pretty hard at it. I mean, you got the usual the big accounts up there. You got your Lakers 0824, who's got a lead right now with 33,000 TSS burned. You got a guy I've never heard of before, Crotto Chiville. And then you got Eddie Dunks. We know Eddie Dunks. He's been on the show. Osimo, he's been on the show. Veerman, he's in 10th place currently. So a bunch of people that have been on the show or we are aware of, we know who they are. Uh, currently there's 38 people on the leaderboard, although the bottom, like, uh, I don't know, 15 pretty much don't have a shot at all. They just probably want to see their name on the leaderboard. I don't know, but I'm glad to see it. And this is just phase one. So for people like Bermira who are worried that it's just one winner and what's the point of it all, because isn't the point of a burning leaderboard to burn all the flotsam and jetsam, as we say, get it out of the marketplace and i think you just got to think in the future let's think ahead that in the future there's going to be this kind of an idea but with a lot more spots a lot more things you can win and people are going to be less butthurt when they try to win something and when they fall out of let's say 500th place and they're 501 they haven't just burned a bunch of stuff for nothing so Obviously, we'd love to see that threshold get larger, and I'm sure that it will. But I think it's great to see that. It also shows you that out of all of the NFT projects out there, and if you're paying attention to the NFT projects out there, in this crypto winter and NFT winter, Top Shot starts looking pretty damn good, which is, you know, it's ironic because earlier, obviously, we had a lot of trials and tribulations, but all these other projects that are now down 95, 98, 99% from their highs, and they say that they're building, uh, and they're not really doing anything. Um, because when you, the emperor, when you take, when you, when you get a good look at them, 99% of the time, the emperor is wearing no clothes for a lot of these projects. And building is basically you know, an ugly sweatshirt or something. Um, so it's good to see NBA Top Shot continues to create and and iterate and add new features to its platform. It's very good to see that, I must say. Um, all right, so Boston Base, thank you for the tip. I got to give you a little uh, ice cream so good. Where is that? Where's my ice cream? Thank you for the tip. Ice cream so good. <laughs> Ice cream so good. Yum, yum, yum. Yes, yes, yes. Ice cream so good. Thank you, Boston Base. And it says, smart homecoming tickets running low. Oh, okay. You're talking about the game versus the Grizzlies and the Celtics? Top Shot Hotshot says, in the year 2000, Poker Pro Eric is checking my privilege. He's saying, this is not phase one. We have done leaderboards before. Poker Pro, my friend, I'm not talking about leaderboards, you silly goose. I'm talking about the Dutch auction style where if you put your moments up for burn and you don't hit the threshold, you don't lose your moments. That's what I'm talking about. Got to spell that out for my pal, Poker Pro 
Eric. Uh, let's see. I got to I gotta read because it's hard for me to read and talk at the same time. Boston Bay says that the threshold rewards are have been reinstated. And let's see. There's Matt Roth, Kings of Cardio. He says it's not ironic that NBA Top Shot is doing well currently. I mean, compared to these other projects. He says digital sports cards make sense. Ownership of digital pictures of booger-eating goblins does not. What about the booger-eating goblins with the penis for a foot, though, Matt Roth? Do you remember those? Though I think those were art gobblers uh i saw a graphic the other day and those are down the most like out of any one of these projects they're down like 99.5 percent from their all-time high who would have thought it when you saw the picture of a goblin with a penis for a foot that was dribbling out who could have guessed it no one uh poker pro says ice cream so good girl nudes popped up on google this week she's furious when will tandy nudes be on google let's calm down poker pro eric let's calm down there <laughs> um but i will talk about uh our friend there pinky doll for a second let's um let's take a deeper look let's let's do a little tangential <laughs> All right, we got the full tangential video because we don't have a lot of content today. But uh, yeah, Pinky Doll goes on Twitter. If you're not aware of Pinky Doll, she's the ice cream so good girl woman that was making and is making like seven, ten, twelve thousand dollars a day from all the simps of the world um, who are paying her to say ice cream so good and put on a cowboy hat and such. It's a very strange NPC movement on TikTok. If you're not aware of it, uh, that's probably good. That's probably a good thing. But anyway, so before she was on TikTok, this this lady, Pinky Doll, um, like many young ladies nowadays, have an OnlyFans account. And she makes thousands of dollars on her OnlyFans account as well. So this is actually... Not the first time that she's had one of these so-called rants on Twitter about how her nude photos have been leaked online. If you ask me, if you ask Dr. Tandy Man, I think I will tell you that that was completely all an act. And she is playing people. And the fact that all these people on Twitter are like retweeting it and talking about it completely plays into her strategy. And I guarantee you that more people are going to be buying her OnlyFans and going to be giving her ice cream so good because of videos like that one. So if you fell for that, you are, unfortunately, just another flavor of simp. Let's simp. Let's simp. Let's simp. Let's simp. Let's simp. Let's simp. Yeah, the truth hurts. Mr. Kicker says, why is Pack Drip always in his car? I think it's because he commutes a lot, Mr. Kicker. Pack Drip, for those who don't know, he works at a school. And the school, I think, is like 30, 40 minutes away, if I'm not mistaken. And so he's always in his car. 
Boston Base asked about the Trump NFTs. How are they doing? I have not kept a close eye on those Trump NFTs, but if there's one thing NFT collectors like to speculate on, it's Trump NFTs. Matt Roth says they're down bad. Poker Pro Eric, though, is saying they're way up, actually, from the mint price. People made a lot of money. They did. People like to speculate on Trump NFTs, but I have not kept a good close eye, but perhaps I need to. Perhaps we need to do a Trump NFT segment. Boston Base likes the segments. Thank you. I appreciate it. Control yourself. First time here. Nice to see you. The Beast from Disney's Beauty and the Beast. Nice PFP. Control yourself. He says, first time here, I just got here and heard a goblin with a penis for a foot. What is happening here? Well, if I really have to show you the art, I'll look it up, okay? Art, gobbler, NFT, art. I like how that's the one thing that he caught on to. Let's see if I can find an art gobbler with a penis for a foot. Uh, you know, I'm trying to do this in real time here. I'm doing it live. I'm doing Oh, I found one. See that? Look how fast that was. All right, here we go. Uh, control yourself. This is just for you. Everybody else, close your eyes. We're going to take a look. There it is. This is an art gobbler. And not only is it a penis for a foot, it looks like he's got a little nutsack. Un I mean, I mean, he's got two arms that are fingers. He's got some rotten yellow teeth. He's wearing a hat. He looks like he's at the bottom of a path toward a castle that might have a princess in it. But he's tapping his foot, which is in the shape of a veiny penis. And every time he taps his foot on the ground, liquid dribbles out of the penis. And the, the sack is stationary for some reason behind. So obviously the artist really enjoyed uh, detailing the penis for a foot, not so much the sack. And that's been uh, The More You Know. Thank you for educating yourself. Ah, geez. Slow day. Team hold. Let let Pinky Doll make money. Why do you hate women? You're right. That's totally true. By the way, I hope that shared the screen. I wasn't even looking at the stream. Hopefully I wasn't just talking and you couldn't see the penis for a foot just now. Uh, SF City Legends is here. Ain't nothing changed but the limping, pumping, and simping. Pimping. Okay, he meant, he meant to say pimping. Top Shot Hotchat says, NFL All Day has an interesting burning event going on right now. Should be a good experiment to see if Top Shot will do it also. All right, well, you can tell me about that. Jump Shoot says, what a producer. Thank you, Jump Shoot. And Control Yourself says, oh, that. Okay, you don't have to do that. <laughs> Listen, on this show, you ask and you will receive. That's how this show works. Poker Pro Eric says, why buy a LeBron Rare when you can own a penis foot cartoon? And there was a time, Poker Pro, where if you had bought a penis foot uh, cartoon, you would have made tens of thousands of dollars, like a lot of money. New Swammy 831, uh, he, he, like, we got a heart in the eyes emoji. It seems like they really like that art gobbler. Uh, Poker Pro says the penis foot cartoon is better than the Zion debut. I don't know, actually. What's the floor price? Chump Shoot says he wish he hadn't seen it. I apologize. You're going to have to get angry at Control Yourself. Boston Bay says the NBA is now using weighted pricing in their tickets based on the desirability of the game. Oklahoma City tickets were pretty cheap. So Boston Bay sounds like you're scooping up a bunch of Celtics games right now. Good for you. And if the Oklahoma City tickets are cheap, that is an, a dark horse of a great game, I'd say. 
As you recall, two weeks ago, Packer Ewing, a.k.a. Sean, a.k.a. the man who is no longer eating ice cream in the summer, which should be a criminal offense. And the fact that I have to, to have to carry that cross as my burden now for the next year is a lot for me to take. That's all I'll say. Every time I eat ice cream, I take a scoop and I let a scoop drop on the floor. I pour one out for my fallen brethren. Uh, but he predicted that the Oklahoma City Thunder, I think, would make the finals. I think that was his prediction. And also that Chet would win the rookie of the year. SF City legends would rather break down pinky doll videos. You mean instead of the penis foot? Yeah, I can see that. I can see why you would say that. Um, Poker Pro would rather break down Roham Instagram videos. I mean, if you have anything interesting, you guys can send it my way. Actually, Jeb says, do they have any nude eggs? Okay, we're talking about I think you should leave now. We should, I mean, that's a good question. I don't know. Control says, you got me subbed. Oh, you see that? You break down the penis foot, you get subs. I don't make the rules. That's how YouTube works. All right. Well, I feel like we're covering the really important topics today, and that's good. That's important. Somebody mentioned that the NBA Top Shot uh WNBA packs did not sell out. Is that true? I wasn't keeping an eye on it. I don't keep a very close eye on WNBA. Um, I'm just not really interested in WNBA other than Sabrina Ionescu breaking three-point contest records that I'm interested in. But uh, when I go to packs on the website, I don't see anything. There is something else, though, that we can discuss, which is this new uh, Hall of Fame loved beloved player that we're about to have an anthology for so i'm trying to find the news on that uh let me just try to find that here i think it's on that blog let me see if i can find it guys i'm doing it live doing it live doing it live talk amongst yourselves i'll, I'll try to answer i'll try to see what else you guys are saying in here um Let's see. Let's see. Zach says burned. Oh, they're gone. Okay. The WNBA packs are burned. Okay. So I don't know like how well or poorly it did. I know that they were offering a guaranteed rookie and something else. I'd have to like go through my email, but I know like for me personally, it wasn't super interesting to me just because I don't collect WNBA. But for those of you in the chat who do, did you buy any of the packs? Was that something interesting to you? I think they're, like I said, I think they're $14 a piece. You got a rookie. I mean, the problem, and we talked about this last week or two, yeah, last week when we were opening all the packs, it's that the packs, and granted, this is it's this way on physical packs, only even worse. It's way worse than it is on Top Shot because Top Shot, you rip base cards and they still have a value they still are worth a dollar at least and you can still use them to then um turn into something else right and that to me is a big advantage of nba top shot um yeah so physical you don't physical you rip a bunch of cards a bunch of cards you can't even sell them you can't even sell them for a dollar you can't even sell them for 50 cents and that's the part that kind of boggles my mind and I suppose it's because Top Shot made so many headlines when it was doing so incredibly well and had such a huge market cap. And since then, we're in such a different place. 
And so you have a lot of physical card collectors who probably know of Top Shot from that perspective. And then they compare it to where it is now. And it's hard for them to, it's hard for their brain to like figure that all out. Um, and, you know, I, I can imagine if you're someone who's not really familiar with something like that, you might see it and get spooked because like, oh, wow, like some of these cards, or if this was the physical card, they've seen big drops as well. But but because of how Top Shot works and because of um, the blockchain and supply and all that, we saw certain cards that, or cards, digital cards, lose a really large percentage. And maybe that has spooked what would otherwise be physical collectors that could come in. And I feel like it's just going to be a long process of winning them over. And one of the reasons that those people should be won over is the fact that you can rip base cards and you still have utility there and you can still do interesting things with them. Where in physical, you truly cannot. It is truly just looking for the most highly priced cards and that's it. And I feel like the pack opening experience now on Top Shot for the new stuff has kind of emulated that where you know that most of your pack is going to be like the Flotsam and the Jetsam $1 moments basically now. And you might hopefully get some get a good hit which is what physical card pack opening is so it's almost it's like very similar uh scenario and that's why last week when we were opening all those s1s that's so exciting because you can have multiple hits and maybe just because i have that like nostalgia for s1 i don't know i wonder how you guys felt but i see the i see the chat going on so let me go kind of get a good look here try to get caught up Poker Pro says NBA Top Shot Hard Court, Hard Court inspired me to get back into video games. There you go, Poker Pro. Um, let's see. SF City says y'all seen Cash Doll way more bounce to the ounce. I don't know what that means. SF City, I don't know what Cash Doll is. Team Holt's got Chet Holmgren receipts. He's ready to tell all you Ben Simmons fans and Chet Holmgren fans that you're smoking the hopium. Zach says, we need a new Tandy Burn leaderboard. All right. I like that. Control says, there's a WNBA. You're kidding, right? Why? How long has this been a thing? LOL. Control, uh, <laughs> I'd love to understand you right now, Control. You're not aware that there's a women's basketball league or you're not aware that it's on the NBA Top Shot platform or uh, where are you from, Control, if you're not aware that there's a WNBA? Boston says, I bought some packs because I love women and basketball. But do you love women basketball? But I sold them all. Okay, that's okay. You're allowed to do that. Uh, let's see. Matt Roth is saying, mouth breathers. I think he's talking about the physical card collectors. And nobody makes money in the physical card world but the operators. Okay. Green Curry says, I have my son collecting tops baseball cards just to learn about collecting and get him ready for top shot someday. And Matt Roth says, and luck boxes that strike oil with a chaser one in a hundred thousand times. I actually saw a video on YouTube of someone who cracked open, I think it was a 14 or $15,000 physical card box. And I think it was tops prism, perhaps. I don't know. I'm making this up, but the end result was under a thousand dollars. So this is a new box of cards. For fifteen or fourteen or fifteen thousand dollars, and and the interesting thing too is that some of those cards that he ripped were pretty cool looking. It was like a Magic Johnson NBA, um, uh, what's it called? 
All-star team? No. What am I talking about? Dream team. Sorry. Had a brain fart there. NBA dream team, Magic Johnson. It had like a little piece in the card, some gold like logo from, it had another like signature of a few different players. Like these cards looked good and it looked interesting. And yet he spent 15 grand and was, if he sold everything, he'd make back under $1,000. So we talk about like return on pack value, but people are getting way worse pack value in physical, which is what Matt Roth was alluding to. And I almost feel like I should have one of these physical card people back on the show again to try to better understand this. And it's another reason why I'll just keep repeating myself like a broken record, but it's another reason why knowing that the physical card collectors have basically accepted that this is how breaking packs works. It's almost as if Top Shot could allow for some really unique physical card wins and vice versa, and they could help each other out. So let's say they partner with um, Don Russ. Let's say Don Russ is a brand that I know of. As far as I know, Don Russ doesn't have any NFTs. And who knows? Maybe Don Russ doesn't even exist anymore. But the point is Don Russ or Beckett or Upper Deck or any of these physical brands of cards that I used to collect when I was a kid, they could have some really cool partnerships there. And I hope that once, you know, Top Shot can get their ducks in a row, once the app is where they want it to be, once the supply is where they want it to be, once they have enough manpower, really, honestly, that they can pursue that avenue harder. Because I think if we're going to grow this this audience around of NBA Top Shot, that to me has always been the most likely audience that would get this. And if you can entice them with some cool physical stuff, and if they can get enticed when they rip the physical stuff for a redemption for something really cool on Top Shot that's only for them, to me, that is a very much a win-win. All right, let's keep on reading. Jumpshot says, are you excited for So Rare NBA? Um, I think So Rare NBA is, a, is fun. I don't know what they've done now in the shallow waters because that's what I play in So Rare. I like, honestly, I do like the free games. Um, and if maybe if they have kind of low cost games, but I think uh, I need to get a better look at what's available. I'm sure if Mike's in the chat, he probably he could probably tell you what's going on for So Rare. But I think there's different tiers of gameplay depending on how much money you want to spend. Because I'm such a shitty fantasy NBA player, I'm not willing to spend a lot on So Rare. But I do think it's a fun platform. Poker Pro says, when so rare WNBA is so rare sexist? That's a good question, Poker Pro. Should we cancel them? Uh, SF City Lesson says, my thumb is whack today. Trade tickets are no more. Is that correct? No, SF City. I don't think that trade tickets are no more, but I do think they stop the ability to trade those tickets in when there's nothing to trade for. So they kind of open and close the lever on the dam, so to speak. Um, as Zach says, the new Cade Tandy leaderboard is live. I didn't know that I was on the leaderboard. I would love to be on a leaderboard one day though. That'd be awesome. That would actually, you just gave me a funny idea, Zach. I think if NBA top shot, and of course, someone from NBA top shot will probably watch this show. If someone, if they want to like engage the communities, imagine if they could somehow tie creators into leaderboards. I think that would be funny. 
if certain players could represent like what player would you have to burn to earn uh i don't even know what you'd earn though but that that would be kind of cool although we're so niche though like all those the 80 percent of the platform that doesn't give a shit about people like us or people like me would be very confused that's the only downside but that would be pretty funny if there were leaderboards that had like creators tied to them that would be pretty funny Oh, Cash Doll is a rapper. You see, I'm I'm old, although SFCD, I think you're older than me, but you obviously have your your ear to the to the hip hop streets, and I do not. Um, Zach Sister says flawless. That's that was talking about the box of cards. Yep, it was flawless. Jump shoot says Strad is getting into cards again. I actually wanted Strad back on the show because I did see him getting back into cards, and I also saw him right on. Twitter, I believe, or he made a, sorry, he made a video on YouTube as well that the bottom is in for, for NBA top shot. He called it. Maybe he's talking about the S one bottom, which would make some sense considering all the supplies out. Uh, but I wanted him on to talk about that a little bit more, but he couldn't make it happen. He was probably out enjoying the summer weather of Colorado where he lives. Zach says, have me on the show. I'm in both worlds. All right, Zach, well send me a message. We could maybe make that happen. Green Curry says, I'm burning my money with the Topps baseball cards, but at least my son is having fun. That's true. We've talked about that in the past as well. It's not when we when we do these things, when we play with our digital moments and rip our digital packs, it's not only about making money. And that is definitely not a sustainable uh, idea as we've learned. Matt says, we well, they fully understand the packs are 90% on minus 90% on average and just say they stick to singles. Yeah. Um, SF City Legends, thank you. We got to give you some ice cream. Ice cream, so good. Yes, yes, yes. Yum, yum, yum. Thank you for the ice cream. Very generous of you, SF City Legends. Ice cream, so good. Yep. Uh, let's see. Poker Pro says trade tickets are dead. Uh, Zakarian says should have announcements in the next week or so regarding so rare. I imagine we see more types of tournaments in the limited section. Right. I just hope we have some shallow water tournaments. SF City is logging off. Love y'all next time. Thank you, SF City, for being here. Appreciate it. QA says, Tandy, are you still buying moments? Um, I'm not doing a whole lot of buying. Um, mostly, mostly just holding. Mostly just kind of watching what's going on. Um, I've put, I think I have a few offers there on some like low priced S1 stuff. That's kind of what's most interesting to me at the moment. I'm not too interested in most of the new stuff, to be honest. Um, and as I see it also, like we're trying to correct the past wrongs. And right now purchasing stuff in S2, S3, S4 is... I suppose it's got upside because it's so cheap right now. Um, but to me, like the most interesting stuff is probably the S1 stuff. Jump shoot says community. So why don't I take that as an excuse to play the drop? We love the community. All right. Uh, Poker Pro says Roham. Are we just going to go through clips right now? Let's let's give him some Roham. Uh, yeah, so 
Zach is at work. He can't come on the show right now. Top Shot Hotshot says it's accumulation time. I'm curious what you are accumulating, Top Shot Hotshot. Hugo wants another community drop. Let's let's give it. Let's let it breathe. Let's let it breathe a few minutes. Um, Boca Pro Eric wants uh, Trumpy. Green Curry is asking: Will team leaderboard rewards come back next season, or is that over? That's a great question. Will team leaderboard rewards come back? I think they'll come back, and I think that what we're going to see is leaderboards that are more attuned into actual fans of that team. So that's what I think is going to happen. I think that the budget for these like team events and those promotional events is obviously crunched because of the crypto and NFT winter. So I think we're going to see like sort of more targeted stuff and therefore also probably more targeted towards the people that um, um, are true fans of that team. That's what I would imagine. Um, let's just see. Right, so I think I got about 10 more minutes before I got to go help out. But let's keep chatting for another 10 minutes. It's, it's kind of a short a short chat today, but that's okay. Um, did you guys see James Harden, by the way? That is some craziness. It was hilarious, though, seeing him in those Chinese videos. China, there you go. There's some Trumpy for you. Um, he sold 10,000 bottles of wine in like seconds. By the way, for those of you who are like interested in where the online culture is going. Apparently that's where it's going, where you mix like TikTok with shopping. And apparently some people are going to get really rich doing that. They do content and inside the content you can buy things. So James Harden was doing that with Weibo or WeChat or whatever the hell it's called. And they sold like 10,000 bottles of wine. He was also in his fat suit at like a basketball camp. And saying that Daryl Morey is a liar and he's never playing for Daryl Morey again. So I don't know what the hell this guy's thinking. Um, I don't know why you'd burn your bridges like that. Like Daryl Morey still has to trade you, James Harden. And basically you're going to make him trade you for a, a pack of gum. So I don't know what's going on with James Harden. I've never really liked James Harden very much. So I don't care. And if it hurts the Sixers, I also don't care. I mean, I'm a Celtics fan, so why not? Um, let's see what else we got here. Um, Hugo says, I didn't know it was a trigger word for the community video. No, it's not. A, it's not in a bad way, Hugo. I like playing the community video. That's not a problem. Matt asking again, what am I buying? As I said, I'm not really buying a whole lot. I'm pretty much interested in some S1 stuff, like some Celtics moments, perhaps some Jalen Browns, cheap Jalen Browns and Jason Tatum's things like that. Um, uh, Boston Bay says, you know who likes breakfast bars? Alcoholics. I don't know where that came from. Zach says, Tandy, you really don't know the physical world, do you? Live selling is hot. Okay, I do know that, Zach. I know that the live selling is hot. Um, I have the apps with the whatnot, I think it's called. I've seen that. I know that people do the box breaks. I also know that there's been some scams in that world. Um, where they rip the card and then they take it off screen and put a different card in. So there's some weird shit that goes on, which is just another reason that people should like using something that's on the blockchain, like using NBA Top Shot. Um, QA says Harden has lost the plot. I agree. You know, it's only a matter of time. It's going to be hilarious when he's playing in China. I can't wait. 
Poker Pro says, I'm not sure. Just find it weird that you tweet out that you bought some players, bought some players at $8 as if that's a good deal. Okay, so Poker Pro is talking about to Matt Roth because Matt Roth tweets about some moments that he buys that he thinks are good deals because they're really cheap when they used to be really expensive. Who knows, man? The jury's out there. We don't know what's going to be a good deal. I mean, the the Kevin Durant, uh, the people's top shot debut of Kevin Durant is currently, I think, $5. And for a long time, you know, that was, I think, over $1,000. I, I think, yeah. I mean, all the all, a lot of this stuff was. And uh, now it's like $5. So you scratch your head and you think, well... Are people going to value this moment? Are people going to think that this is the 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 people's top shot debut of Kevin Durant? Can this thing moon again? Can this thing go up a whole lot? Um, and I feel like when a moment like that is in series two, it could potentially be in sort of this weird gray zone. And so it's not truly his first moment. It's in series two. Supply has now drastically been reduced from where it was so i think that's like a 7500 supply and at the time when that moment came out around then right we had a crap load more demand and 7500 didn't seem like a whole lot because we had other moments that were 15000 30000 35000 40000 i mean but th- by the time we were at 60000 i think a lot of people were freaked out anyway about where this was going but the point is at 7,500 supply of that moment. And then when new stuff comes out of Kevin Durant and it's numbered to like 5,000 for 5555, and that stuff is valued at $2, it then muddies the water a whole lot because then people just do the simple math in their head. And they say, if this new Kevin Durant, albeit it's not from series two, but if this new Kevin Durant spotlight or what have you, is worth $2, then why is this other Kevin Durant that's numbered higher than that worth $5? And then that's where this starts going. And that's the one reason why when people like Alexa were telling me that you shouldn't reduce the circulation count, maybe he was right. And maybe, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, but maybe we should have just kept, um, we should have kept circulation super high for players that perhaps didn't have moments or, and then only release like rares of the good players or something like that. I don't know, but maybe that would have avoided the situation that we now find ourselves in where a whole lot of stuff in the middle has lost its value. And, um, and the stuff that has kept its value is like the grails, the series one grails, the really super rare stuff. That's the stuff that has kept its value which mimics more or less the physical card market, which is just another reason that physical card people right now should understand Top Shop pretty well. All right, let me just catch up. We got a few more minutes here. Um, okay. Um, Jump Shoot says we have KD rippled right now. Matt Roth and PPE are having a little sparring in the chat. Green Curry says, will the Giddy Spotlight ever come down in price since it's not the bottleneck anymore? Um, I don't even know what that Giddy Spotlight is worth. Should I try to check it out real quick? I'm trying to do a, a bunch of things at the same time here. Um, 
Zach says the KD seventy five hundred is vintage sports cards at this point. What is vintage sports cards? Does that does that mean it doesn't hold a lot of value? Is that what you mean? Boston Base says, did anyone catch that Tandy replay this morning? That's true. Boston Blake Boston Base was watching an old Vinter interview. See, I'm trying to talk and look at uh, Josh Giddy right now, which is difficult. He was looking. He was watching an old interview I did with Janie, the previous GM, on his playback channel. That's what was happening. That's what he was talking about. So interesting, the Josh Giddy Spotlight series. So let's try to share this with you guys. This is kind of higher than I would expect it is. I'm going to show you Josh Giddy. So the Josh Giddy Spotlight series right here. Look at that. $60 out of $17.15. $60. That's pretty high. I'm I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Um, you know, that's that's basically the same price as the rare, which is half of its circulation because it's the bottleneck. The bottleneck confuses me, though, if I'm being honest. Um, we don't have set rewards anymore. I mean, I suppose we do have some like locking set rewards still, but not the way it used to be. And you can win some packs, although the Spotlight series is a common pack, a common set, I should say. So I'm impressed. I'm impressed that it's $60. I would imagine that if you hold on a while, it will come down in price, though, if I had to guess. All right. Um, and QA is actually given a better explanation, which is that Giddy is the bottleneck and it remains a bottleneck because hundreds of those moments are locked. And Boston Bay says his local Papa Gino's is being dismantled. It's the end of an era. I'm sorry to hear that, Boston based. Jumpshoot says Alexa is always right. Hugo gives us a little meditating yoga person type of thing. Um, and people like completing sets, says Topshot Hotshot. And I think that that's a healthier version of what Topshot should be, honestly, is that people just like completing sets. They like it because they like it, not because it might get them on a wheel of names. That is the way it should be. And I think that uh, it should be that, but at the same time, it's fun to have utility. So it's sort of a challenging situation. But I think what they're doing, they're making it more intrinsic and, and valuable. And I think that that we're going in the right direction, honestly. I do feel that. Zach says, what would you be willing to burn for Cade debut number one? See, I don't have any number one cereals. Um, and honestly, like for a number one cereal to be worth a lot, you basically need somebody like Lakers OX24, 08X24 to come in and value it at a very high multiple. So if you look at the Cade Cunningham um, rookie debut, currently worth $57. So I don't know, like I'd probably not burn a whole lot because to me, I don't know how much higher that multiple will go. Like even if you 10 exit, are you going to, you think a, a number one cereal is worth $570 if the, if the random cereal is worth 57, I'm not quite sure. Um, all right, guys, I think I'm I'm pretty much have to call it a show because I'm I'm needed. I need to help out. But let's just answer like one more question here. Um, Noam says, am I the only one who thinks series are overrated? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm getting to. I agree. But, but some people love it. So 
if you can imagine that there's way more demand and that and that we get a bunch of like physical card collectors here and a whole lot more people who value cereals, then something like that could be worth a lot. Um, all right. Well, guys, it's I know this was a uh, it's kind of a short show, but I'm glad we could hang out. Shane, I'm going to give you a judge bump before we call it a night for me because I am needed. Uh, let's go. Let's find the judge handshake. Here it is. Yeah, we love it. Uh, so anyways, guys, thank you for making the time. Uh, we will talk again next week, and I hope you enjoyed it. And for those of you who enjoyed talking about Art Gobbler's NFTs, I can't promise we're going to do it again next week, but maybe we will. Who knows? Anyways, until the next time, guys, take it easy. Enjoy yourselves. Static Selector.